0: Welcome to episode three of our mini fantasy football hangover podcast episode, where we look at the final of the promoted teams, Fulham FC. Mitrovic will of course be on fire. Are any of their other players worth any of your FPL dollar? We're going to dig in and find out. Let's go! Fancy Football Hangover mini-episode. We are back again to help you help your team uh, with the teams you may not know so much about. So this episode we're looking at Fulham and I am joined by Will. Hello, Will. Hey, mate. How are you doing, Rob? Yeah, good. I'm all right. Thank you. And uh, Rich, how are we?
1: I'm good. I really thought uh, you were going to say we're helping you to help yourself. I was a bit
0: disappointed you didn't. I should have done that. I should have Eating out, out to help out. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think I drew the long straw. Is that a, that's not a thing, is it? But you know what I mean. When I uh, we drew straws for the promoted teams, and I got Fulham, um, who I have a bit of a soft spot for. And um, yeah, they were promoted after their two-one playoff final win against Brentford in the in football's richest game. 120 million, that's
2: what they won straight away, they've got it now <laughs> in the bank
0: Absolutely <laughs> um, Managed by Scotty Parker of course who was uh, relegated with them in the Premier League in 18-19 It so wasn't his fault alright It wasn't his fault, didn't have time Ranieri's fault wasn't it um, but yeah we'll get into that a bit more in a minute um, and look at a few tips potentially for them um, but yeah so how, how are we feeling about FPL, a few a few days closer to game week one.
2: Yeah, I'm just not that into it. It's just no. Uh, no, I'm sort of over it now. Yeah, I've been tinkering, and I just hate my team, and I don't think I'm going to bother.
1: Uh, yeah, I'm just waiting for that big exciting transfer. You go, oh yeah, I'm definitely going to bring them in. I saw um. James Rodriguez links to Everton. Like it's just it's like it's something exciting to happen in the transfer market would maybe reignite.
0: Yeah. Picking up a bit. It's been a bit slow, hasn't it? I mean, we are recording this a few days before you're we hearing it, so there may have been some big transfer news which we perhaps missed. But have you have you guys heard I was thinking about it? VAR was obviously, you know, its first season last season and uh criticised Broadly, have you heard? Is is anything changing? Is it staying the same? Does anyone know? Has anything been announced? Do you you guys have crossed that?
2: Yeah, I've not, not actually heard anything. Yeah, good good question. I've not actually heard anything about that changing. Obviously, it, the, the main criticism was probably of the um the goal line technology that failed, of course, in the that yeah. Villa game, wasn't it? Was it Villa?
0: Yeah, Villa yeah.
2: Sheffield United, wasn't it? Yeah, um, yeah. which yeah. Was was obviously a, a big failing, but um, yeah, I think VAR was a, obviously a complete travesty last season and needs to change. But I haven't heard anything that it has changed.
1: No, I haven't. I think we've got to probably accept it's still going to be in play, which is a shame. But I'd love them to really tighten up that uh, offside by a fingernail or an armpit hair or a butt cheek,
0: or all, as well, right? The ha- just the negative rules, yeah. Make it more positive. Make it lead to more goals and more action. Surely,
1: yeah, completely. Like the offside one is easy enough to just say give advantage to the attacking team if it's inconclusive. Yeah, and and the handball one, you just yeah, just, I guess there just needs to be more clarity on if it's whenever your hand is hit or if there yeah. has to be, be a degree of intent.
0: Because I was thinking about a few new rules and I forget what it was. I I think it was just like a highlights reel I I, I, I stumbled across on Sky Sports News. And um, I, I, I think we've spoken about this previously, but the celebration yellow card still annoys me for taking the top off. I think that should be banished and they can replace it if they still need to show that they're being, you know, firm and authoritative. They, you know, in the summer when the pitch is dry, um, not necessarily in the summer any time of year when the pitch is dry and the players do the sliding knee celebration usually with the arms folded yeah, and they just fall forwards because it's not <laughs> I think that should be an immediate yellow card <laughs> um, why are you sliding on your knees on a dry pitch it's just not you can only it is very, um, it's very
2: it's very 10 year old boy at a disco isn't it
0: <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> a pitch. ideally a little 180 at the end that's even better
1: I think they should book players who don't celebrate a goal when they don't have a strong affinity for the club, like someone they played on loan for last season and they score a hat trick against them and don't score single automatic booking. Yeah. Maybe Sinbind actually. It's just yeah. no, it's ridiculous. I think yeah. if you spend your career at a club and then you sort of you yeah, know, you're on your, your twilight and you come back for a European game and score the goal that puts them out, it's probably fair enough not to roll the fans, you but need,
0: otherwise. You need more creativity with celebrations, particularly with, you know, the game, the way games are being played and I I was really disappointed because I thought there'd be like more kind of planned you know choreographed celebrations but my favourite which I meant to mention at the time I forgot uh, Dwight Gale scored I think it was against Bournemouth and he did the ran towards the empty stand holding his ear (laughs) I I thought that was really good
2: (laughs) yeah that was good he had a great end of season Dwight Gale didn't he yeah yeah, really, really was fire, Yeah, ramming them in. I, I, I have to say, one one of my least favourite celebrations in the past has been when players have run away, like and won't be caught by their 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 um, fellow players. You know, where they're like, "Oh no, I don't want to be caught." But now, actually, with with the uh, social distancing, that's actually quite a suitable celebration, isn't it? Yeah, yeah.
0: They were for, they were ahead of their time. Those players, they were pioneers. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that is a good that is a good shout. And and also I mentioned it last week, but any fan, any grown man or grown adult asking for a player shirt when the fans are allowed back in, um, that that shouldn't be allowed either. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Yeah. and then,
1: how how are you feeling about potentially going back to games, Rob, on twenty five percent capacity?
0: Yeah, Remember I mean, it you're, is. You're clear for the novelty and the convenience of getting a drink, wouldn't you? It's like we're all, <laughs> we're all used to queuing up at the moment, but um, yeah, you'd give it a go, wouldn't you? And uh, yeah. have a quick wee if you need one the, on the 54th minute or whatever. Um, what about you guys? Would you Would you go? I mean, yeah, I think
2: I, I would go to support like Orient. So I've. I've, I've often gone to Orient over the years and I think that the smaller, the smaller clubs that need the support, you know, that basically earn most of their money from, or all of their money basically from, uh, from tickets, ticket yeah. sales, I think they need the support far more than the Premier League do. So I, I, I would encourage people if they're going to go, just go and see a, a lower league side because the tickets will be cheaper and yeah. they're, they're, they're always great fun and they're very used to getting smaller crowds anyway. So, um, yeah. yeah, I would definitely, if you can go and see a local side that is cheaper and, and obviously everyone's going through financial difficulties as well. So go and see your local side, not these Premier League rubbish. Yeah, rubbish.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's funny because do, do you remember just before lockdown, I went to uh, Tottenham's ground and Rich, you were I was saying how incredible the acoustics were. And, and Rich, you were quite cynical about that, going, yeah, they pumped the noise in to the ground. You know, we were predicting the future there. That was on March the 7th, I <laughs> Yeah, yeah, foresight to the future.
2: Yeah.
1: Cool, know, I yeah. wonder if they'll, when the fans go back, and it is such a limited capacity, I wonder if they will continue some of the fake crowd noise. That's what? something I won't miss this season.
0: No, I reckon they will. I reckon they
2: want to encourage it, won't they? Yeah, yeah, they will, because it will otherwise really sound like a just it will sound like a low league game, won't it? Yeah. yeah. A, f- a friend of mine, his wife is a stand up comedian and they started doing gigs again. You know, obviously oh. socially distance and stuff. But on the way in, crowds have been told not to laugh too loudly. Right. right? Um, because about <laughs> laughter and singing is uh, two of the big kind of um Spreaders of coronavirus. So apparently, laughing loudly means that you're going to spread more of the germs around. So that, but imagine—I I love the idea of bit at a comedy gig and being told not to laugh loudly. So you're just like, as <laughs> <laughs> It's brilliant. Just imagine
1: chucking someone out for going to see a funny man. That'd be yeah, quite. Stop
0: laughing.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stop laughing.
0: Laughing behind a lace handkerchief it's it is weird, isn't it? Yeah. So another rule
2: change that we should talk about, which is an FPL rule change, is that um, you now have to submit your teams 90 minutes before the yeah. first kickoff, right, rather than was it an hour or 40? it was hour or 45, wasn't it? Before? An hour. Yeah. It
0: was off a lot of 11:30s before the 12:30, wasn't it?
2: Yeah. So I, I believe that is because quite there were quite a few team leaks, and obviously in these dates day and age of Twitter and stuff like that, I mean, I, I've definitely seen some team leaks over the years. So uh, I think it's to avoid being able to see that, that early kickoff uh, early. And so yeah, I think it's a. it can only be a good thing. I, I normally do my team the night before anyway. So
0: yeah, bit I don't mind that. Before. Not sober the next morning. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, I guess it really seriously. You might do that, but I've never left it. I've never cut it that fine, unless I forget and I'm scrabbling around.
1: that's mm. the first thing. I think even if I intended it to leave that fine, you just get, you just forget that close to kick off, and then yes. suddenly you're like, oh
2: Christ, it's two thirty, and I've missed the boat. And then you have your best game week of the exactly, season, that's
0: yeah, I mean, when it works, and you haven't touched it. Very true. That is the best.
1: Mitchell, bitch.
0: So shall I, shall I hit you with a few uh, Fulham stats based on last season? Yes. yes. hiss us up. As many of us and you will know, Alexander Mitrovic was by far and away their most prolific player in front of goal. Uh, the Big Serb scoring 26 goals in 40 games.
2: Ridiculous.
0: Um, So, as we know from when he was playing for them uh, a couple of seasons ago, he was pretty consistent. And behind him was Tom Kearney with eight goals. So that shows you how much they rely on Um, Mitrović. So, how old is Mitrović? He's like still really young, right? Good question. That's a very good question. I'm going to guess.
1: Actually, he is. I reckon he's twenty-six because he's young. I think think he's twenty-six.
2: So, uh, in my head, he's like (laughs) thirty-four. But I think he's like twenty-six. It's mad. He's
0: been around, isn't he? um, he's been around, yeah. I'm just gonna
2: look
0: it up quick. You got him. Yeah, born
1: ninety-four.
2: Oh so. ridiculous. He genuinely seems really old. So yeah, uh, he's I mean he's gonna yeah, be in 26. most teams. He's gonna be in most teams. What's his selection at the moment, do you know, Rob?
0: Yeah, he is hang on, let me just like that. I think he's something like thirty percent owned mm. by. Uh, obviously, they're Fulham's most owned player, thirty point four percent owned at the time recording this, six million. Um, and I think he's on penalties, and I imagine that will, that will remain as well. So he's just a handful, and he's one of those centre forwards that that every team wants. Really, he's probably going to get you twenty goals every season, um, and he's he's got a little bit of everything. But so he was their main scorer and. Um, Kearney was behind him with eight, but he he had their highest passing accuracy last season, uh, averaged just under 90%, um, and was, was kind of like far and away, you know, starting pretty much every game. So imagine he's going to start, but he's not, he's kind of that central midfielder that we often tend to avoid in FPL.
1: Yeah, Um, I I remember getting him in two years ago after sort of reading what a rave season he'd had in the championship. And he was just awful in the Premier League. So I'm totally and utterly burned by him. Um, and I won't be looking at him for a second, Robert.
0: No, yeah, I feel the same. And he's 5.5 million as well, which you know, there's there's comparable midfielders in that price range who have kind of proven themselves that you might go for in other teams. But the the one player they've got um, that other people seem to be looking at is is their defender Joe Bryan, who scored the two goals in the playoff final, but he also uh, led the team last season in assists, uh, with eight assists, and he was um, six of them were to Mitrovic as well. So I think he's is he left back or right back? I'm not. I must admit I haven't seen him play, but he is a wing back. He's also on set pieces. Um, so he is coming in at five million. So five million for a Fulham defender seems a bit steep, but you know he, he led he led the way in interceptions as well. So he could be a, one of those defenders that gets you bonus points, perhaps even if they can see because he could get the odd assist and have good stats. Um, and their first. Four games are, you know, like the other teams we have mentioned in the last two episodes, they're kind of pretty balanced. Arsenal first, then Leeds, Villa and Wolves. So not great, but not awful. Um, but I think it'll probably be a good measure of where they are and where they might score points, I guess.
2: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. J- Joe, Joe Bryan is um, is a great player. I think he's he's uh, a le- yeah, left back. Right. and uh, Yeah, he's he's been in my side. Um, since day one, has um it. Yeah, quali- yeah, quality player. He, he was great last season. Um, he's pretty much uh, him and Mitrovic are like basically the the, the two must haves for me from Fulham. Um, yeah, really good player. But Leicester are looking at him now that Chilwell has gone.
0: They've oh, yeah, really? got that
2: money. I think that um, yeah, Leicester are looking at him. So it, that it could be an interesting signing on that front. Okay.
1: I saw they've got another Sessegnon, Rob. Is that brother of Ryan?
2: Yeah, he's he's playing in midfield. Stephen? Stephen Sessegnon, is it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, he's, he's brother of Ryan, yeah.
0: Yeah, he's been playing a bit pre-season. Um, so, yeah, he's, he's 4.5 and apparently he's been playing midfield. So, again, could be a, a good sort of fourth or fifth defender. Um I mean, pre season's always a bit of a red herring, in my opinion, because players often get a run out to get on the transfer market, don't they? But I mean, their midfield's tricky. Like, there's, I mean, Lockhart, who we know from Brighton, could do all right occasionally, but their most owned midfielder is Anguisa, who's 4.5 million, 1.1% owned, and that, it plays as a winger. So, could be uh, one of your subs, you know, could be one of those players that, that pops up occasionally with a. Goal and assist, but it's difficult when you look at that midfield at all about five or 5.5. If there's no one that really jumps out, you know. I've, I've spoken to a couple of Fulham fans and they are confident. I don't know if it's blind faith, but they're confident they're going to defend better. Because do you remember when they were up two seasons ago, they spent an awful lot of money on defense and were terrible?
2: That's yeah, they spent, they spent a hundred million, didn't they, that preseason? And basically, yeah. it was a classic example of a, you know, a, a well formed side did, did well in the championship and then just stupidly mm-hmm. spent a load of money on players that, you know, the weren't, didn't become a team. So they yeah. just kind of, but I think that was pretty a good thing for them in the long run because I think they're now that it feels like Parker has created a bit of an atmosphere there and they've got a, a decent side.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: I have mean, they still got Tammy's brother, Timmy? Does he still play for Fulham?
0: Timmy's not in their FPL squad at the moment. So, um, yeah, I don't know where he is actually. I don't know what the yeah. situation is there, but he's not in there. Because I, I forget what we should know, shouldn't we, when they have to announce their squads. But, yeah, he's currently not there. Um, I mean, they've still got Mawson. He was, he Alfie Mawson. Do you remember? They, they spent about 30 million oh, yeah. on him. hmm. Um, but yeah so their most owned goalkeeper is Fabry but he's a 4 million keeper so he's probably one of them that's just on the bench Uh, but their their regular number one is Rodak at 4.5 million but as we mentioned previously I think there's better 4.5 million keepers um, and with those fixtures yeah see where they are I I think after three or four games but are are you guys going for Mitrovic are you
1: yeah, I, I love Mitrovic. He was he was he was great for me two seasons ago, and I just yeah, I, I rate him. So he's he's a shoe in for my team.
2: Yeah, yeah, same. Absolutely, he's he's the one for me. Um, I, I found out an interesting thing that I didn't know about Scott Parker in my Fulham research. Oh yeah, was, um, I don't know if you guys know this uh, that he his brother in law is Harry Arter. No way! I don't know that. So uh, Scott Parker is married to uh, Arter's sister, Carly Arter. So yeah, they, they sadly have moved away from each other because um, Harrietta has just been relegated with Bournemouth, so they won't be playing against each other. But he um,
0: played from last season, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, I don't know. I, th- I mean, have you, have, you, have you ever been to Craven Cottage?
2: I have, yeah, a few times. The the old neutral stand has being a, you know, a, a trusted
0: friend of mine. Yeah, on, on the river side, it's lovely. Having a pint on the river at half time, there's something quite quite special about that. I don't know how many how many grounds you can do that at, but um, it's definitely a good good little ground. Yeah,
2: what, it, I, it's the nicest London ground. I, like in terms of the day out, you know, walking along yeah. the river to get there, just. Not necessarily the ground itself, not necessarily the 90 minutes, but the, um, the experience of the day, I think, is if you were, if yeah. I was encouraging an uh, out-of-towner to come to London and come and see a game, I would say go to Fulham. None of this Emirates or Tottenham Hotspur Stadium bullshit. Go to a proper, proper ground and have a proper day out. Fulham's great.
0: You've got the cottage. Above where the players walk out, where a lot of the, the injured players or the squad players sit with their wives or partners or family, or whatever, that's quite a, that's a, that's a lovely little bit of, uh, of the architecture there as well.
2: Yeah, it feels like a cricket pavilion, that to me. Yeah, so yeah, it's always yeah. like this kind of yeah, a bit of a you can imagine them having some uh, cream tea and and then yeah. a, a glass <laughs> of wine up there.
0: Yeah.
1: They should do it where you can actually take along your picnic basket with your four cans of beer and your sandwiches to Fulham. That would be ideal.
2: Maybe that, maybe post COVID, that's what football
0: <laughs> will become. Yeah, yeah. Bring your own. It's very civilized. So, where? How do you think they're going to do this season after bouncing back?
2: I think they're, they're I think they're going to be the surprise package for me. They are. Um, yeah, I think they. They didn't do brilliantly last season. I think they could have done a lot better. and I'm not sure Parker is the man for the job, but I think they've got a solid team and I think they'll get some goals and I think they'll probably come 13th or something like that. Really? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm not so sure. I think they'll flirt with relegation, but Mitro's goals will just keep them out. I don't know how they did defensively last season, but they, they strike me as one. I can see... The pundits every Saturday saying you can't stay up if you defend like that.
2: Yeah, they, they were very, they were very erratic. They, I mean, the championship is always erratic anyway, but they were particularly up and down. Um, but I think it might. Who knows? It, I, I, for me, at the moment, there are worse sides than them in the Premier League. But who knows?
0: Yeah, it doesn't. it don't really um, where I did, where I got my kind of figures from. They don't really talk about defense or clean sheets, which makes me think. <laughs> makes me Great, but um, yeah, like I said, I I used to live fairly near the ground. I went there for a few seasons when they were in the heyday of um, Clint Dempsey and Brian Maries, and um, yeah, and really, it was a good day out. And so yeah, I, I do hope they stay up, but. Um,
2: Clint Dempsey was such an FPL legend, wasn't he? He was, wasn't Absolute he? Absolute oh. He's so
0: mad. Danny, Mur- Danny Murphy on penalties, probably about 5 million as well on the penalties. Yeah. And um, good defence then as well, didn't they? They had Hangerland and uh, who was the other guy, the American or Canadian guy that played alongside him. Um, but yeah, they, they, they were good. They were, and John Riise was there. Yeah. They were, yeah
1: Brian, Brian McBride up front.
0: McBride. Yeah, that was Brian a little,
1: McBride. Was not, that different? Not so great there. <laughs> no.
0: but um, Yeah, I will see how they do, but I hope, I hope they do all right. Um, so I've
1: got a Fulham question for you, Rob. Oh, yeah. Um, you know I like Premier League footballers with obscure nationalities. Okay. So Fulham have got two former players who right. are the only players to have played in the Premier League representing the country they're from. One of them is Zesh Rehman, and the other one is Kevin Betsy. Can you name or guess the country they represented? So Zesh Rehman and Kevin Betsy. I mean, Zesh Rehman, I vaguely remember. Kevin Betsy, I'll admit, I drew a complete blank on.
0: He's one of these really, really random, like Pakistan or something.
1: Yeah, spot on. Zesh Rehman was a Pakistan international. Good work. Kevin Betsy.
0: That sounds kind of Scandi, or uh, um.
1: I mean, if I'm honest, it's impossible, probably even to guess. So I can put you out your misery if you like.
2: I'll go Finland. It was the no States shells. States. Finland. There's been so <laughs> many Finnish players: Ysky, my Timabuki.
0: Yeah, team sorry. Oh, sorry, I thought you meant Fulham play Okay, sorry. No, no. Wrong end the stick there. No, yeah, yeah. So that was kind
1: of a unique stat.
0: Yeah, That's I thought cool
2: you were the last at Fulham. They got picked for national team. No, no, they're the only only players who have
0: ever. <laughs> okay, yeah yeah yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good stat. That our national football team, aren't they? Have really, uh, really stamped their mark on, the, on international football.
1: But yeah, he's he's a bit of a pioneer, Sesh Roman. I think he. I don't know if this is true, but I feel like he might have been the first Asian to play in the Premier League. Okay. That might, yeah, that might be wrong, but he was one of the early, early, and it hasn't been a, a massive flow of, of Asian players no. since then. So he's a bit of a pioneer,
2: I guess. North Asian, are you mean, like, I, I'm confused. Oh, sorry. That. Yes. Yeah. No, sorry. i sorry.
1: Mean, I, I basically mean, yeah, North Asian, Indian. Yeah, like India, than, yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. Southeast South 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 Asian. Asian, there's been a few, but um, yeah, there's not been. Bachang Butia, he was always a, Championship manager for Berry, I think he was (laughs) never Premier League, but was he 90s?
1: Who Raymond? I think I think he might have been early 2000s. Okay, I'm sure I vaguely remember him coming through, might be late 90s.
2: Yeah, they're not known for their football, Pakistan or Seychelles, are they? (laughs) (laughs)
1: No,
0: no, fame to fame, though. Um, so there, yeah, there we are on, on Fulham. I think that's uh. Yeah, one to keep an eye on. Mitrovic is the man for for the majority, and and Brian definitely set pieces and uh, playing pretty much like a left midfielder, I guess. But how many clean sheets you get will, will remain to be seen. But
2: yeah, and then what are their fixtures like? So they've got Arsenal first match, and then it's Leeds, Villa, Wolves, Sheffield United. So again, a pretty tough run. Yeah,
0: tough, but not all four. It's not yeah four in your first five games or whatever, but. Um, it be I, I just looked at it and thought, well, it's a good way to measure how they're doing, isn't it? Those yeah. that, how they're playing, whether they're scoring, whether they're keeping clean sheets. That's a pretty good balance of fixtures because you know Villa Villa just about scraped survival, didn't they? And Leeds, who knows? Um, Arsenal, as you know, Rich can be pretty erratic, um, and Wolves are pretty consistent. So yeah, it's a good good balance of fixtures, I think.
2: Yeah, I'm currently very much enjoying the look of the Fulham shirt on FPL. Apparently, it will be changed when the oh, full goodness. kit is announced, but it's it's just a very clean black and white. Um, yeah. yeah, it looks it looks like a really lovely
0: kit, but um, it will
2: be all changed when
0: there's... Yeah, I, I should mention as well, again, we are recording this a few days before it goes out, but I haven't done much in the transfer market. There's I signed a sign of left-back from Wigan, Robinson... Um, who you assume is back up with you know one of their best players being the left back um but yeah not haven't done a great deal so far so <coughs> it'd be interesting to see what else they do and who else they bring in but um yeah yeah
2: I, for me i just feel like them and west brom having bounced back yeah i feel like they they've got that squads that can that have been through it And hopefully can kind of just, yeah,
0: join the fantasy football hangover FPL league using the code Q4LH9M. That's Q4LH9M. Yummy, yummy football. So we'll be back in a few days, um, with a full episode, the final one before game week one, properly looking at, we'll be back with 1660 tips for transfers. We'll have a look at the new kits, the best, the worst of kits, and um, yeah, I hope you've enjoyed these mini episodes. Hopefully, been of some assistance with the newly promoted
2: teams. Yeah, and boys, I want you both to have a think. I'm not going to be on the next episode because I'm I'm away, but I want you to both have a think about your top four and your bottom Mm -hmm. three and your cup winners. Um, Write them down and. Um I will reveal mine. I'll send a little voice note for you oh, yeah. whilst I'm away. But we'll let's let's keep them on record and we can go back to them at the end of the season and see how we got on.
1: We, Are yeah. you counting the milk cup as a cup competition?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well okay. let's yeah, let's just do the domestic competitions. Um and of course the charity shield is this weekend, believe it or not. We're already I know, there. Bonkers! Or oh, probably at time of recording, it will have been and gone, and Arsenal will have lifted their first trophy of the season.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I still Liverpool, really hate Liverpool it when, don't care. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I really hate it when clubs count that as a trophy. It really annoys me. Oh yeah, no, oh, oh, we won three trophies this year. No, you, no you didn't. You did a, you did a cup, the domestic cup double, and the, the Cherry Shield does not count.
2: You won't be saying you won't be saying that when it's the only thing. Yeah, you win. give me
1: give me a few days. <laughs> <laughs> not, not a trophy a season.
0: <laughs> Excellent. All right, lads. Well, good to chat. And, um, yeah, enjoy your holiday, Will. Thanks for listening, everyone. And uh, we'll be back in a few days. All right, boys. See you later. See you soon. See you. Bye. Bye.
1: Please um, rate and... Review my daddy's podcast so he doesn't get cross.